yo, what's up? Welcome to the Old School Gym Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Myers, and I got my co-host, Nettie G, the business boss that keeps all the gym bros in check. What up, Nettie? Very excited for today with Thomas. We are. There is a tangible excitement in the air. I'm not sure if you can feel it through your speakers right now, <laughs> but we are very excited for our guest today. Mm-hmm. And no, it is not a professional athlete. No, it is not a former state senator. No, it is not an astronaut. <laughs> but we have with us today the man behind Old School Gym, runs the show when I'm not here, and is also our head trainer, Thomas Cover. What up, T. Cove? Good morning, good morning. Thanks for having me. Welcome, Thomas. Thank you, thank you. I'm excited. It'll be fun. Now, one of the reasons I'm so excited to have Thomas on the podcast today is because probably one of the things I get the most satisfaction out of when it comes to the gym is, you know, I mean, we're kind of rewind. We've been in the gym business for a long time, right? So you see a lot of people come and go. Uh, You know, sometimes people come here, they love the gym, they're here for a year, then they're gone. Or some people are here for a month, they come back a year later or whatever. But one of the things that I get the most satisfaction out of is when... Young people come here, you know, whether they come here because their parents dragged them here or because they were high school athletes or whatever it is, they come here when they're young and then I get to kind of see them grow up in the gym. And some of them, like Thomas here, end up actually becoming a part of the gym. You know, Thomas came here first as as an athlete. So let's let's kind of talk a little Mm -hmm. bit about what brought you to Old School Gym, kind of your early experiences here. Maybe we'll, we'll have some good stories. Yeah, so athlete is a, is a term. Um, so I, I started I started coming here when I was 15 years old because I remember I couldn't drive, so my parents actually originally had to take me to the gym. Where, I believe now, wait, when, you, when they would drive you here to the gym, would you kind of like duck down and think like, oh, Pretty I don't want to be seen by my parents? Oh, yeah. Well, not, not even that. I was just more scared to come here. It was more not necessarily seen by my parents. It's like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to have to see the guy with big triceps. I'm scared. Wait, but, you got invited here, though, yeah, by I, I a did. friend. So I actually correct? originally started coming here. Mm-hmm. Originally started coming here with uh, Danny Walter. So the oh. first time that I came here was actually before I even met Dustin. So I came here, it was actually Danny dragged Nick, his brother, and I here at like, I want to say it was four in the morning. But this was like before pre 4 a.m. crew and everything. We came here on like a Well, Friday this might have been the 5 a.m. crew. This it might have been, but we beat the 5 a.m. crew here. We were <laughs> here like as the lights were turning on. So it was actually my first experience here at Old School. And I was like, this place is so cool. It's like I'm working out in the cave. Um, so that was my first experience. I remember we did legs and then. I, I remember we did like 12 sets of 12 on squat and I never really squatted before and I ended up having to basically like scoot down the stairs for the next week. Um, so that was my first old school experience. And then the next time that I came after that was actually to meet Dustin. Um, so my buddy Nick kind of organized a football group uh, that we were going to train with Dustin uh, three days a week. It was a lot of fun. I think we had what, seven guys to start with? I, honestly, I think it was 10. We had a lot. It was a full it group. Was, yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. But for the most part, we were all offensive linemen. So pretty, pretty big guys. I still remember you guys coming in for that initial group. I yeah, remember thinking awesome. like, all right, I'm going to like wow these kids, tell them about how cool the gym is, about how intense it's going to be and how I'm going to kick their ass. I always know like kind of the, the football mentality is different than other athletes. They, like they want to hear like how you're just going to like punish them and like oh, yeah. beat them into the ground. Oh, so. absolutely. Like by the time I left here, the first time I came, I was just for sure that like once I was done training here, I was going to play some Ohio State football. <laughs> I, was just, I was just positive. So, but so. let's, let's go back a couple of steps. Did you ever go to a gym? Like what was your gym experience before coming to, cause you're pretty young at this yeah. point in time. Did you go, what did your high school have so a gym that you would train had, at or Yeah, I mean, we had gym? a strength and conditioning program at the high school. Um, okay. But to be honest, we didn't really have a set program. It was more just kind of go into our gym and just kind of mess around. Okay. That's part we bench pressed. We did like some shoulder presses and that was about it. Okay. Uh, so definitely no functional training, nothing that really correlated to football all that well. That's kind of why we sought out Dustin okay. uh, because we knew he knew what he was doing uh, and we needed a true strength program kind of in order to get where we wanted to go. Um, 
but for the most part, uh, so kind of the the gym at our high school, which kind of has a similar feel to old school, kind of kind of dirty, okay. kind of grungy. Uh, but at the same time, there's either rap music or uh, rock music playing in the background. Um, lots of free weights. So at least it wasn't a huge culture shock. It wasn't like you'd only, no. you'd only trained at the country club and then you came to old school. No, not at all. But so. you probably there was no social media really either, so you didn't you weren't no, like no researching idea. the gym before you no, showed I, up. No, honestly, here. when I showed okay. up, I had no idea what I was. Yeah, this was yeah, this would have been pre Instagram. There might we yeah. might have had Twitter then. Or you know? fa- no yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Maybe we had Facebook, but, but again, you're you're probably was, not researching I was 14 things. Your kid, your friends invited. And I think also this time. You know, with the gym, we weren't really doing content at the gym yet. It was pre pre content. Yeah, yeah. Pre, makes sense. Pre content days. I'm okay. trying to remember who you were boxing with with when we came in. Because you're boxing with somebody of importance. I can't remember who it was. Well, that's when the but boxing was like, ring was yeah. in the middle of the gym, like that, the first that, thing that, was that you pre-boxing. saw, right? That was oh, wow. Okay. Was that pre Because I, I helped put in the boxing ring. Oh. I put it in and take it down. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, uh, that was definitely. There was actually up, up front. There was actually a. Uh, Golf, like a driving. Was the golf net still there? Yeah, the golf net was still there. Yeah, so this is so, way back. Whoa, was there way was a golf net? golf net. Oh, yeah. we need to. I need to hear more about that. Yeah, so another this, show. Really, we're really peeling back the I like it. This yeah. is like back, back in the day. Okay. I can't remember who I was boxing either. I'm gonna go with it. Might have been, uh, no, I don't. I don't know who it would have been. I don't know. <laughs> but so then going from that uh, to kind of our first workout, I just remember like the first thing I remember does is saying like he flexes his arm. He's like, hey, you know where the Buckeyes play. I was like, no. I was like, Ohio Stadium. He's like, no, it's the horseshoe. And oh my gosh. I was like, oh. Oh, well, you guys, you oh, guys were young meatheads. You guys ate that up. Oh, we did. I mean, I loved it. I was a little bit scared at the same time, but I definitely loved it. So, um, and kind of going from there, uh, I started training at old school. I uh, trained with Dustin for pretty much my entire high school career and then going into college. Um, so that would have been about three years for the most part. Um, and then kind of had the opportunity to play football in college at Capitol. Um, but then after five concussions, kind of. Decided that that wasn't for me, um, and at that time I was actually already working at the gym. Uh, I just kind of closed in the gym at night. I started that my senior year of high school, so that would have been about three years after I started coming here, um, and just kind of went from there. But let's well, let, that, let's tell people a little bit about where you come from personally on you know in learning absolutely. through old school. So when you came here at fifteen. Yes. Let's talk about. Let's do some stats okay. on yeah, sure. on well, you if you're comfortable. Let, let me let me handle this. One. Okay, so <laughs> now, any of you guys that are listening right now, you can tell. You know, Thomas just gave you guys a very like brief, very like uh, a very summary. It was very like okay, bullet point. Okay, boom, 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 start to finish, and that's how he's very organized. But I want to kind of, I kind of want to dig a little deeper and let's talk about who Thomas was when he got here to the mm-hmm. gym. Oh boy, and you know. Like he mentioned, you know, most of the guys in the group, they were all offensive linemen. So it was a bunch of football players. And kind of my impression uh, of the group when they first started is that, you know, these guys are all, they were total football bros. They were all, you know, they, you could tell they'd all played together for a long time. And there was kind of, you know, Nick was kind of like the alpha male of the group. Everyone kind of followed him. He was the, probably the lone D1 prospect out of the group, right? He ended up playing for, uh, time, yeah. Yeah, playing Miami. for Miami of Ohio. Um, but, you know, all these guys were pretty good football players. But Nick was kind of like the alpha. And my impression of Thomas at first was that, you know, he, like like probably most high school uh, offensive linemen, he was a big kid, not very coordinated, uh, not super athletic, and not very strong. And but what I noticed about him right away was that he had this burning desire to improve, and he really wanted to try hard. And I can't say that about all the kids in that group, or just in general. If you take any random group of ten high school kids that are athletes, they don't all want to improve. They may say, oh, I want to play football for Ohio State, 
or I want to go to the NFL, but they don't necessarily have that intrinsic desire to be the best version of themselves. And honestly, that is what I saw in Thomas right away, even though kind of in the pecking order within that group, he was very, you know, near the bottom. Oh, I was dead last week. Yeah, I mean, mean, I'm just going to be honest, not to to really like... uh, drive on the point, but you were very weak. Oh, you know, for a for a kid cool. that weighed 250, 260 pounds, I think you might have benched 135, 150, you know. I couldn't, and I couldn't, couldn't squat the bar. He could not squat the bar. He didn't yeah. have the mobility, you know. So um, I can I distinctly remember, you know, after I kind of noticed him as being one of the kids that really, like, wanted to work hard, um, I, I can remember us doing, like, this box jump drill or some type of uh, – agility drill one time and he couldn't get it down. I don't think any of the guys in the group could really have that big of a grasp of it, but he was so mad that he couldn't do it. There was tears in his eyes. Yeah. You know, he wanted to cry. And I go right then, like I saw that I recognized it and I loved it. Cause I was like, this kid is going to improve. And I remember one day, uh, for whatever reason, Thomas wasn't there. And I can't remember the scenario. It was like, we were doing something or whatever. And some of the other guys in the group, they brought up Thompson, were kind of cracking on him, almost like making fun of him in a way. And I, and I stopped him right there and I said, hey, listen, I said, you know, you guys might want to joke about him because he's not here, but I'm going to tell you guys something right now. Thomas is going to outwork, I've already seen, he can outwork all of you guys. I said, so wait till you see once, you know, it's only, you guys have only been here for a month. I said, so wait till it's been a year. Let's go back and revisit this and see where he's at because I guarantee you he's going to be ahead of all of you. And then, you know, fast forward, you know, a year or two years or whatever, you went from being a 260-pound offensive lineman to, you know, you played a little bit of line, a little bit of safety, you played a little bit of everything mm-hmm. by your senior year, and you weighed, I think, what, 100 155, 155 pounds. You had abs. I mean... Yeah. So let's let's highlight that. Yes. To me, I did the math. That's 100-pound yes. weight loss in a short amount yes. of time, all while getting stronger. Yes. So you're building muscle at the same time. So mm-hmm. probably, I mean, there's some crazy stuff going yes. on there physically. Yeah, when you're, when you're 15 years old, 16 years old, obviously there's a whole lot of hormones going on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so basically when I walked in, I'm not gonna lie to you, whenever I'd wear a t-shirt, I would wear some kind of like Under Armour shirt or something super tight underneath it because I felt like I jiggled when I walked, right? Okay. So like legitimately didn't even have the self-confidence just to wear a shirt. So okay. um, that was kind so of you were, So even, even though you were an athlete and like offensive linemen are expected to be big, yeah. you still were kind of self-conscious oh, about your weight and about your physical well, shape. Like you already talk, kind of talked about, yes, I was a big kid. Yes, I weighed like 250, 260, but I had legitimately no muscle mass. I was all of about at that time, maybe five foot eight, five foot nine. I think I, I ran like a six three forty. It was it was pretty <laughs> it was pretty pitiful, and I definitely benched like one thirty five. To play devil's advocate, your forty times not much better now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, still kind of learning how to run. I still kind of run like a like a baby deer, but it's improving. That's actually kind of one of my for goals sure. for the moment. Um, but yeah, so basically, when I walked in at fifteen, uh, I was definitely overweight at that time. Had no self confidence. So then, kind of fast forward. Going into my senior year, so into my junior year football season, I was like, you know what? I am absolutely done with this. I actually kind of approached us and I was like, man, like, what do I need to do? What I, whatever I need to do, I'm going to do it. So as far as my diet, as far as my nutrition, I pretty much turned completely 180. It's completely changed. It. When you say well, you're fed up, is it that you saw they're like coming to the gym? Like did old school open up a whole nother world to you about yes. what that could mean? Because I finally started, when I first started coming here, I, when I first started working out, uh, that wasn't really here. I was just doing it because everybody else was doing it. Okay. Uh, but then once I actually started coming here, I realized like if I put in the effort, 
I'm actually starting to see results. I'm actually starting to get stronger. I'm actually starting to get somewhat faster, just a little bit. Um, and then I'm actually starting to, you know, feel a little bit better about, you know, who I am, like self-confidence, starting to feel a little bit better about myself just in general. Um, but obviously at the end of my junior year, I definitely wasn't where I wanted to be. I was, you know, at this point, I was probably benching, I was close to 225, which was decent for a high schooler. I was squatting probably maybe 135 at this point. We're, just getting, we're getting better. Still super slow, but I wasn't happy of, you know, I was overweight, I was out of shape, I couldn't walk a mile without getting out of breath. Um, so I was like, you know what, I'm done. And so basically over the course of the next year, a little bit less, maybe nine months, I lost roughly 100 pounds going into my senior high school. Um, so I, when I was in the gym, like every single day, pretty much seven days a week, and I probably worked out twice a day. I worked extremely hard because I knew whatever, whatever I needed to do, I was gonna do it. Then walking into my senior high school, nobody knew who I was. Students didn't know who I was. My former teachers didn't know who I was because over the course of that summer was really when I kind of kicked it up because I didn't have school. Well, did you figure even at, you know, maybe once you, even when you got down to the low 200s, you probably still, still kind of look the same. Yeah, I still look similar. But, but then, then when you came back to school at 160 instead yeah. of 200, now you're a completely different person. Yeah, you, you know, the end of you know, your junior year, you walk out, you, you, I definitely don't have abs at that point. I'm probably still at that point, 50 or 60 pounds overweight. I walk in my first day, I'm, I'm 160 pounds soaking wet and I have abs. Right. So like nobody knew who I was. So it was pretty crazy. Um, but really, the thing that old school really changed about me at that point was it made me realize that if I put forth the effort um, and I push myself, I'm, I'm going to get better. Um, and I've always kind of had, like Dustin talked about, that ability to kind of push myself a little bit harder than most people. Like at that point, when most people quit because something gets hard as far as you know, exercise, fitness, anything like that, I could push past it. Like even when I was overweight, if we were running long distance. I could go a little bit harder than everybody else. Just because when I was tired and I wanted to give up, I was like, you know, gotta keep going. Well, you, you still had like an understanding of that mental toughness yeah. aspect of it. You just didn't have the, the physical. physical capabilities yeah. to match it. Not at all, not at all. But that's something I still kind of have to work on every day. So I still push myself and everything that I do. So. so at that point, Dustin, did you, when did you start to notice, wait, obviously the very first time you said Thomas walked in, you saw there was hard work, but when did you really start to say like, okay, this kid is a difference maker. He, I want him to be part of the fabric of the gym and start well, to weave him in I, more to yeah, everything. I think it was when, right around the time whenever, you know, he said he was working out twice a day. So now, I can't, maybe, were you training with my wrestling group at that point? I was training with the wrestling yeah, group on my off days. I was training with the football group also. Okay. Um, yeah, so he was training with two of the groups and coming in on his own. So right yeah. away, I recognized, okay, this, this kid obviously has a work ethic. So I think I started him like working at the desk, you know, giving him some hours like that. And uh, that was kind of his entry point you know, into the gym, you know, and then, I don't know, I probably, would, I would have him, you know, help with different odd jobs, either at my house or here at the gym or whatever, because, you know, he, it's hard to find, it's hard to teach someone how to work. You can teach someone how to lift weights, you can teach <laughs> someone how to eat right, you can teach them how to do ballet, but you can't teach someone how to work hard, no. at least once they get past a certain age, you know, so, um, you know, I, I think that was, that was kind of it. Once I noticed that he was in here doing two days and coming in when he didn't have to, that I knew that he would be someone that could be involved with the gym. Now, I didn't really necessarily at that time, you know, picture him being our head trainer, mm -hmm. you know, but that's how kind of how things go. I think, you know, maybe that's an important takeaway from this is that, you know, you're not going to have everything teed up for you in most situations right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, you kind of show your worth. Maybe you get some type of opportunity like he had to work the desk. You do good at that. Then you get a little bit more opportunity. And then before you know it, fast forward, it's been four or five, six years. And now you are the head trainer of the gym. Yep. But no one is just going to come up to you and say, oh, wow, you know, I saw your Instagram video. You're so awesome. Come be the head trainer of the gym and make $80,000 a year training clients. Like it just doesn't work like that. Right. So no, he, there was all of those little steps in between. And, and along the way, he always, you know, um, 
showed that he, you know, would hold himself accountable, that he would do what was asked, and then we would provide, you know, a positive uh, example for other people at the gym, not just for other athletes, but for, you know, his clients and whatever else. So when, in high school too, did your family start to see the impact that old school was having on you? How did your family, like, what... Talk me through how that happens, because I, I know for a family, it's probably interesting when something outside of the home has a, an extreme impact on their child. So what was going on, um, and were they asking questions, why are you going to old school so much, and, or was it just they were, they were pumped for you? You know, for anything that I've ever done in my life, my family has been utterly supportive. Okay. It doesn't matter what I want to do. They, they think if I, put my, if I put my mind towards it, I'm going to do it. So they let me do it. They support me. Uh, as far as asking questions, you know, they ask questions about, like, you know, what did you do today at the gym? You know, okay. what was your workout today? Uh, my dad actually came here a couple times with me uh, when I was training with Dustin. Just kind of watched, observed. Oh, um, okay. Good. So yeah, my dad's also been here. I'm trying to get my dad, my mom and dad in here actually a little bit more right now. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so as far as my family, uh, they obviously saw the physical change. Uh, but the mental change, I also tried to everything that I was doing. As I was at home, I'm, I became super competitive. I'm cutting the grass. <laughs> I'm trying I'm to cut the grass faster than I did last time. You know what right. I mean? Like trying to set a grass cutting PR. Um, <laughs> no, it's, so. it's funny you say that because I actually had a conversation I think me and G were talking about that, how some people, like I've, I've watched some people work, whether it's, you know, whether they're doing yard work or they're doing stuff here at the gym or whether they're packing sacks at max effort. And like, I, I think it's such a simple concept to think like, whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to try to do it, do it well and do it as fast as I can. Yeah. Anytime you're doing any type of like manual labor job, like that should be what you're thinking. It's like, I want to stack this stack of bricks faster than anyone else can stack it and I'm gonna do it the right way. Yeah. And if like you can if you can understand that then you're gonna be good at cutting grass. You're gonna be good at doing any type of manual labor job. So if you do if you're listening and you do some type of manual labor, you need to approach this at work today and say, I'm gonna do this better than anyone and faster than anyone. Well then yeah. you're kinda of sneaking in a workout it's, too. It's don't, a workout don't, too, exactly. I, I, exactly. I see right through that. Yes. Yeah. There's some things that you <laughs> No, so, absolutely. Dude, I, I was teaching Mina how to like swift through the floors the other day and we were turning it into almost like a sled workout. Yeah. It's yeah. like I turn the AC off when I'm cleaning my house. So <laughs> extra workout. So that group just made me kind of utterly competitive because I was always like Dustin said I was always behind everybody. I was mm-hmm. always not as strong. I wasn't as fast. Um, I definitely wasn't as good as good a shape as some of those guys. So I always had to work a little bit harder just to keep up. Uh, so in order to kind of excel past them, I had to work that much harder. Um, so then I took that approach to everything that I did, okay. whether it was school, whether it was work, whether it was closing the gym at night, whether it was sleeping the floors. I tried to do it as well and as fast as I could. Um, and usually I like ended up like shooting dust in the text on like Sunday nights when I was here because typically that that was the last night that I was here. I was like, hey man, like I've done everything. Mm-hmm. Like I've done everything. I can't find anything. Like I'm trying to stay productive. I'm I'm not sitting at the desk. I'm definitely not doing that because I want to, I want to do something that's productive. I'd probably test and say, well, why don't you just sit on your phone and yeah. play on Instagram for a while? <laughs> <laughs> I probably didn't even have an Instagram at that point, but. That wasn't me. When you um, when you were doing the group training, did you ever at all think like, hey, I should maybe t- not just work out, but pay attention to what Dustin's doing because I might be training my own clients? When did that start to like come into your mind of like, this is something I might want to do lo- more long term? So when I went to probably the end of my senior high school, uh, okay. kind of, you know, I've been at this point, I've been in shape for about a year. I'd really kind of dug into the nitty gritty of working out as far as nutrition, as far as different training styles, and kind of talked to Dustin about different ways to approach it because I'm, I was kind of done with football at this point. Okay. I was like, all right, what else do I want to do? How can I stay competitive? Um, and, and you were probably working at the gym for about Yeah, I was working at the gym. Yeah, I'd been working at the gym for about a year, um, just kind of trying to explore different ways to challenge myself. Um, but, and then kind of going into college, like I said, had the opportunity to play football, but then with you know multiple concussions, decided not to. And at that point, 
I think I started training Marianne was probably the first person I started training pretty much that fall. It might have been September. I feel like Marianne's everyone's first client. Yeah, she's everybody's <laughs> first client. Um, so just for let's give background on yeah. who Marianne is, just so everybody knows real quick. So Marianne is actually, I think she was one of Corey's first clients. So okay. she's been around from Scarborough East Tennis Club, you know, starting in 1998 or whatever. She went to the original T3, the second T3 personal training, the original old school gym. Now she's here at this old school. She's still working with trainers. She's, how old is Marianne? 70. 70. She'll be 71 in August. Yep. So she's 71. She also cleans the gym for us once a week, mm-hmm. so, and she's kind of she's kind of like a good like mom slash grandma figure around here. Everyone yes. loves Marianne, mm-hmm. so that was your first client. Yeah, and she's still client. your client. Yeah, still my client. Mm-hmm. So now, well, basically four years four years later, still my client. Um, and I kind of started to realize at the point, like, man, this is fun. This is the coolest job in the world. I'm basically getting to work out or teach people what I already know, and I just kind of I I motivate them while they do it. I enjoy this. This mm-hmm. is a lot of fun. Um, I feel like I remember us having some talks like after your first couple times training people whether it was Marion or someone else you're like listen like you don't understand it's great like I'm helping someone I'm like yeah I, I get it Thomas <laughs> I've, done, I've done this for I, a while I, yeah, yeah, I get it's it. really cool it's awesome yeah so but, but it's like anything when you first you know discover something that like wow I can actually like do what I like make a living at it like the possibility of making a living and doing what you like it almost seems like too good to be true oh yeah so I'm, I can say in that aspect I'm very very fortunate I'm 22 years old and I can honestly say that I love what I do I think there are many people in, in the world that can have lived their entire life and never, ever even come close to saying that. So I, I almost feel like this is like this story of yours is the fitness equivalent of like when you read like a quote from like a supermodel who says like, yeah, I was the ugly duckling in high school. No one liked me. I had braces and I was fat, but now I'm on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Yeah, I could have, mm-hmm. I could have, I could have a really cool quote in my Instagram bio. <laughs> I could. But. So you... I mean, because literally you went from, you know, coming here as an out of shape, overweight athlete, not to keep yeah. harping on the overweight part, but, uh, you know, a big Needs part of, well, and it, you know, a big part of your transformation was getting not, not just for looks or to have abs or anything like that, but to get healthy yeah. and to feel, you know, to be able to be active and to be physically fit. So you went from being, you know, you lost hundred pounds, you worked here at the gym. Now you are not just our head time, our head trainer, but this is what you do full time. You're making a good living at it, you know, right out of college. So it's pretty inspirational. And I think let's take a second to to speak about your consistency because you've never really fluctuated in no. gaining that weight back. No. And I think that's even or taking a, time off from the gym. Right. I, no, <laughs> no, really. Let's let's talk about that because that's something yeah. when when normally when people have this huge weight loss, you know, it does happen in a very short amount of time, but then they're they all over the board. They almost time. always gain it back. Um, again, you were going into a time of your life where you, you could be eating pizzas and chugging beers and that yeah. weight, I mean, it's the freshman 15 is a real thing. Yeah. So did you ever gain a large amount of that back or any of it back yeah. and, and take any time off from the gym really since, since then? Uh, no, not at all. Okay. Not at all, I'll be honest. Uh, I think part of that for me was almost a little bit of fear. Mm-hmm. because kind of going back to where I was, I saw where I was. I never wanted to go back. I was unhappy. I had no self-confidence. I couldn't look anybody in the eye. Uh, couldn't talk to anybody, that's for certain. Uh, and was obviously out of shape, and I hated it. Mm-hmm. And I think for the past, well, how long has it been at this point? Six years? Seven years? However long it's been. I have never, I don't want to go back to that ever in my life. And I see how this has positively impacted my life. Uh, it's made me confident. It's made me be able to talk to anybody. I don't ever want to go back to that. But then also, it's just... I, I, lo- I love this. It's not, this is not a, this is not a task for me. This is not a chore. This is not something that I feel like, you know, I have to do for anybody else but me. 
So what well, do you think would have happened if you would have went to like LA Fitness oh opposed to old school? Like what if you hadn't been invited to that group? Like oh. what would the trajectory of your life have been if so, not really coming here? Oh, you know? I, I don't even want to know. But so <laughs> actually coming back, going back to the real I, I will questions. say one thing I guarantee he would not have the hot girlfriend that he has right now. Oh I would not. <laughs> I would not. I agree. We have, we've got to give her a little shout out. Okay. But yeah. yeah. I agree <laughs> with that. 100%. So... One thing, I, now I want to kind of give the flip side, as you talked about, you know, everyone, not everyone, but most people have this big weight loss, they lose their weight, and you mentioned how you were scared, yeah. that was kind of a motivator for you. So the flip side of that is, you know, when people make a drastic change, sometimes diet and training can almost be an obsession in a bad way. And I can still remember, after you've lost all the weight, you got down, because you had to eat very, very strict yeah. to get all that weight off. Mm-hmm. So for like nine months or whatever i mean you were on a very strict ketosis diet yeah i mean carbohydrates were like the devil mm-hmm. and um but i still remember like once you got that weight off you know like we'd be on like you'd come in to work out for like the second workout of the day and like you're about ready to faint or whatever I'm, like you're already like oh well you know all i've had was my four grams of this i'm like i remember i had to kind of like talk you back off the ledge yeah. and say like thomas you did it you're not gonna backslide you're not gonna come fat we need to your diet has to come a little bit more well-rounded now like you can't be scared to open up and allow yourself to live a little bit now yeah. and and hey guess what if the worst thing that happens is you go on vacation and you gain five pounds then you can just get back to work yeah. and tighten things up when you get back so i think that's kind of an important takeaway for people too is like it can become easy to become like super obsessed mm-hmm. with your diet to almost like an unhealthy even though you're, you're trying to work physically healthy, healthy but mentally unhealthy right. exactly that's exactly mm-hmm. what it becomes it can become mentally unhealthy so, so I remember an exact point we were having this conversation. So I remember we went to Chipotle. We were working at the gym. <laughs> so Dustin and I went to Chipotle after. I, maybe we were taking down the boxing ring. I don't remember. But regardless, we're going to Chipotle, and Dustin gets a burrito. He gets rice. He gets the wrap. And I'm over there getting a salad. And I'm like, what in the world? This guy's actually going to eat the wrap. This is crazy. Which, how does he have abs? How does he have abs? He's eating carbohydrates. How does that work? <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I, I just, I was, you know, I couldn't really fathom the fact that he was actually going to eat some carbs. So, mm-hmm. I'm over there. I, my whole, and throughout the entire day, I might have like 30 grams of carbs at, in ketosis. I'm at this point, I've been at the weight I was at for about a year. And Dustin basically had talked to me. He's like, listen, you can eat carbs. It's it's not going to kill you. You got to you gotta live a little. Yeah, You're trying to put on muscle mass at this age. Yeah, so, at that point, you were still eating like that out of fear of yeah. gaining your weight back. And exactly. really, yeah, it was a kind of an unhealthy thing at that point. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's just something important to remember. Like if you're, you know, I see it all, all the time with people that compete and whether it's your bodybuilding or figure or whatever, they get so dialed in to the prep for the show yeah. that they become so obsessed with food so that even when after the show is over, either they're still obsessed with it to an unhealthy, then they hold themselves to an unhealthy standard or they go the complete opposite way, including binging, you know, their weight back. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I was glad to see you kind of like allow yourself to, to, you know, kind of settle back into a normal lifestyle. You still, obviously still train yeah. like a maniac. <laughs> That's because I love it. Not and, because and, I and, you know, eat, eat uh, healthy, but like not to the point where it's obsessive no. to where, you know, you're unnecessarily focusing on it. Like I'll, re- I'll eat rice every once in a while now, you know. You crazy devils. So I I think it's cool too, just to kind of talk about, you know, you coming here in high school to fast forward. um, I've known Thomas for a couple years, but it makes me so happy to think, you know, that you're behind a booth at the Arnold Classic now, that you don't have your shirt on at Muscle Beach (laughs) and you're like working out in California with us. So that's like this full circle thing. You know, you graduate from college and you're here full time now. I mean, those are like... Those are things that make me proud to, yeah. to know you and, and see your clients. I know D- Thomas has already had his own like uh, client testimonials. I, yeah. I know you've had some 
wonderful ones there. And I think that you can relate to your clients oh, in a different way than so many other trainers can. And that's going to be um, an invaluable thing as you progress forward is being able to tell your story and letting that person that's just starting out, you it know, really awesome. relate to them and, and also show that consistency and that it can, yeah. that it can well, stay. I've been there. You can change your life. I've been there. That's what I always tell my clients. I've been there. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get that it's hard. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, feed somebody kind of a line of bullshit when they walk in and tell them, oh, you just have to eat this, this, and you're going to get there. No, it's hard. Do you share your story oh, with absolutely. them? Okay. Absolutely. Typically, people want to see pictures, so I have to have a picture on my phone. Right. I'm not, not well, so proud of it, but. You know, your story is going to resonate with any client that comes in, even if they're not here for weight loss. If they're an athlete, like you said, you're, you're still showing them, like, consistency is what gets it done. Yeah, it's consistency and discipline, and regardless of what you want to do in life. And the, the fact that old school has taught me that, I've kind of then applied it to other aspects of my life, and for that, I'm you know, that's invaluable. So I think it's cool too, Thomas, you, let's go through your, you have, you train clients as young as, tw- is it like 12 all the way to like 71? My youngest client right now, I think my youngest client ever was seven right now. Is 10. <laughs> right. So 10. And then my oldest client is Marianne and she's 71. So I've been pretty fortunate to work with kind of a broad range of people. And so, and, and just so everyone knows too, Thomas is training, um, you know, just beginner athletes trying to teach them basics to, you know, um, middle-aged men and women trying to, to, have weight loss to yeah. Marianne just rocking it out That's still. Right. She, comes yeah. up, she runs a mile every day. And <laughs> let, let's also, you know, I also want to chime in there and say, you know, Thomas obviously has a lot of experience in the weight room now. He's been here for a long time, but he's also not just some guy that lost a lot of weight and now wants to be a trainer. I mean, you've also, you know, put forth the effort to go get certified. Yeah. You have your Westside Barbell, or is it Youth Athlete Certification? Youth Athlete Certification, yep. And then your other certification is? The uh, NASM, or National Academy of Sports Medicine Certified Personal Trainer. Yeah, so I mean, obviously certifications aren't all of, you know, all of the picture, but they are a part of the picture. Yeah. So I think that, and I think I, I remember us, you know, talking when you first started wanting to train or we were interested or whatever, I said, okay, the first thing I want you to get certified because there needs to be like a differentiator between yeah. you and just everyone that wants to be a trainer because they like to lift weights. Yeah, and it, it shows that you're willing to apply yourself to actually learn something. Yeah. Rather than just thinking, no, oh, I've worked out for a couple of years, so I can I can teach people this. You're not really an expert on something until you can actually teach it at a high level. That's um, the other thing we haven't really t- touched on here is Thomas is like super smart. <laughs> He's a well, where where are you like moving forward, Thomas? What are some of your um, fitness goals currently? So current fitness goals, I'm actually doing a go rep challenge in okay. August. Um, Dustin and I are currently talking about doing a triathlon. We've been talking. We've been years. talking about we it two years. Just well, it's out in. there now, so it, it, is. it is out there. So we kind of put it out there, so we have yeah. to do it. Um, but Basically, uh, I don't know that I necessarily see myself doing a bodybuilding show in the near future. Um, it's not really my thing at this time. Um, I would, I'm going to compete more Olympic. You did events. your first. What was your first competition you did this year? Uh, Olympic lifting. So cool. I did an Olympic lifting meet um, in January. Cool. Um, but then I'd like to probably do at least one more before the end of the year, doing a go rock challenge in August, which is a 12 hour essentially like Navy SEAL competition. Uh, starts at midnight, so I'm pretty excited for that. It's like a 20 mile ruck. Nice. So, excited for that. Um, and as far as for me right now, it's, I don't want to say my clients have kind of taken precedent, but I really, I'm truly enjoying helping people get better. Um, and I feel like as they get better, I get better myself. Um, so I kind of like to do something involving my clients. Cool. So do some sort of competition. I don't know, maybe a 5K, something simple. I just like and get I like as it. many of them to participate in as, as I can. Um, cool. That's one of the goals for this year. And then obviously share old school with as many people around the world as possible (laughs) share the mindset that i've kind of adopted from this with as many people as i possibly can absolutely thomas i'm glad that you came on to share your story with our listeners today and i i mean i I can't emphasize enough you know how proud i am of you and the real shocking thing to me is when i hear you say that you're 22 because i always in my head you're like 30 by now you've been here so long you know you're so mature you're so you know well spoken that 
when I heard you just now say you're 22 years old, I'm like, no fucking way is he 22? <laughs> but, you know, it, it's it, it's truly just a, a testament to what you can achieve. If you really, you know, work hard, find something you love to do, and really apply yourself. So mm-hmm. happy to have you here, Thomas. Thank well, you. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Well, that's it for today's show. Um, if anybody ever comes to the gym, please look out for Thomas. He's here all the time. You can ask him any question. Um, he'll probably My more phone than number is on the front door. <laughs> the, his phone number is on the front door. He'll more than likely work if you out with show you. Up at 3:30 a.m. and you can't get in until four. Don't call. call his no, number. call him incessantly no, no, until please, he just drives call me until up. I answer, please. <laughs> no, but thanks, Thomas, for being on. And then, we'll, um, Thomas, you, we can follow you on Instagram. What's your handle? I believe it's Thomas underscore Covert. Trying uh, to keep it simple. Awesome. And then he um, he. Does does make a, a cameo from time to time on the Joiner Rail Gym in Instagram. So thanks again for being on, Thomas. We thank appreciate you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Old School Gym Radio Podcast. Do us a favor. Subscribe, like, share. Hell, even write a book report about how great this podcast is. We really appreciate the support. Thanks for listening.